0: everyone, welcome back to some brand new engaged stuff. The boys are back in town, courtesy of Thin Lizzy. Thank you Thin Lizzy for uh, for this Muzak from the, most people know it from Nightsdale I think. Alright, enough of that, enough of that. Y'all don't need any more entertainment. Um, Anyways, welcome back to another um, edition, another season, whatever you want to call it, of Engage. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, like I say every single time. And joining me once again are my friends, the boys, Lieutenant Commander Eric, and of course, Lieutenant Commander something or another, Jedi Master, Ambassadorial, Captain Master, I don't know, whoever you are, David, is back in town too. So, Eric... David, welcome back. Welcome back in town. I'm glad you're back in town. There we go. Can't talk.
1: One of us is actually sort of closer to town, I guess, technically.
2: That
0: is true. Yeah,
2: yeah. I am podcasting to you live from Texas. Um, Not the first time I've been podcasting from Texas, but the first time as a Texas resident.
0: Boom. Boom. Boom.
2: I don't know if I'll ever consider myself a Texan. Just,
0: just give it time. Give it time. It'll grow on you like a fungus. Or, uh,
2: ooh, I don't know if I like the sound of that. Okay, moss. Is moss a fungus?
0: Mm, I don't think so. I mean, it grows on a tree. And it, it makes a tree, like, all distinguished and stuff, right? I mean, I, I don't know. Anyway, welcome know. <laughs> welcome to Texas, Eric. <laughs> This is our first time actually welcoming you to Texas, and I made a comment like a couple episodes ago that you made it. So um, you're you're um, overseeing um, some stuff with the USS Show Me. Yeah, Can you know, get that? No. All right.
2: Yeah, I got it. <laughs>
0: I got some bad dad jokes, y'all. Very bad. Very very bad.
2: Well, I I mean I mean is this the first time you're podcasting since you become. On this show, since you become a dad for the second time?
0: No, this is like the th- at least the third time since okay, well since it's Dad the first Life restarted. Recap episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the first recap episode since since Dad Life restarted. Yeah, that's for sure. So, anyway, well,
2: how's that treating you? How's that treating you?
0: You know, I love my son, but huh. Man, he, he he can be a handful um, right now. Um, like, nighttime isn't that bad. Um, it's kind of weird because newborns don't usually sleep for like six-hour stretches at nighttime. My son does. Praise God. Which is amazing. And um, it's just during the day that he just wants to be held all the time. Like... And there's nothing wrong with being held, like wanting to be held or anything like that, but like, you know, you just wanna like my wife mainly, you know, wants to just walk five feet to the freezer to get like some ice cream or something. And you put him down, and you would have thought like we cut off his thumb or something. I mean he is screaming bloody murder with um with just putting him down. Like and we bought this like new rocker, um like a Fisher Price kind of like swing thing. And I set that up last week and uh, we've, tri- we've tried putting them in it and it's just, it's not working, <laughs> it's just not working. <laughs> so um, I was actually part of someone's um, like research yesterday and um, they were telling me that um, they, had, they have four kids, they have three girls and one boy, and there are three girls, they could just sit down totally content and be fine but their one boy who's like I think five six months old right now is still just constantly wanting to be held so I'm wondering if it's like a boy thing like I'm wondering like if if your, your parents like ever complained about never being able to put y'all down
2: well I don't know about that but my brother and his wife have a son that was born on January 1st so he's Seven, seven and a half months old. Right, that would make him. And at this point now, he hates being held. He's like, he ha- you have to put him down, and so he can pull himself on the on the floor and move around. He's like, he's like, don't hold me. I got places to be. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just a little, just a little rug rat crawling all over the floor.
0: Wow, wow.
2: And they they have one of those little. I guess it's, uh, the seat that he can bounce up in, but it's got, it can spin around and it's got like toys and things that he can, he can mm-hmm. hit. Right. And he like almost hates being in that thing. Cause he's like, I can't move. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. David, do you, do you recall any horror stories that your, your parents told about you or, or your brother like always wanting to be held? Never be able to put you down to get some ice cream.
1: Yeah, I, I, nothing that I can recall in that front. <laughs> fair enough,
0: fair enough. Oh, man. When, um like, that little spinner jumper thing I think you were talking about, Eric, um, with Elena, like, she was, like, itty-bitty. And we tried putting her in there, <laughs> like, just to play, like, we were doing dishes or something. And her feet... She was so short, her feet wouldn't touch the ground. So <laughs> She's just she like...
2: She couldn't do any of the jumping. No. She just like, <laughs> it looked like she was in one of those gigantic chairs at furniture stores. That's right.
0: And she was like flopping her legs around. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just flailing like a fish. Flailing like a fish, man. Whew. Man, oh man. Well... Um, it has been a little while since I think all three of us have been in the same room together, more or less, um, doing our little chit chat and, uh, we are in a brand new, um, season of, of Star Trek media popping up. So I know that like one of our, our last comments that we made, like, you know, like to heck with the show. I mean, we just enjoyed having these conversations together. Um, so I'm hoping that we actually have some pretty decent conversation um, as, we, as we talk about more Trek. But besides Trek, how's your week or weeks or months been for some of y'all? <laughs>
2: uh, oh man, I started a new job the first week of school. Mm-hmm. started on Wednesday this week, um, so it was only three days it's different i'll tell you teaching teaching seventh and eighth graders is much different than teaching college kids much different
0: it's a little bit of a shift
2: (laughs) yeah and there's so much else that i just did not realize was going into this job like it's a public charter school it's not a private school so don't think it's a private school. it's a public charter school but there are no buses So, and we do K through 8 this year. Next year we'll have K through 9, and eventually we'll build our way up to K through 12. But every student has to be picked up and dropped off by the parent. So imagine, you know, nine grades of kids that all have to be dropped off and picked up in the same time window. Imagine, like, how many cars that is. Parent cars. I,
0: I can't math that high.
2: Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But... So I, have a, I teach a first hour, so I have a homeroom, which means I just have to be in my classroom right when kids are ready to be dropped off at 7.15 and just watch them while they're in the room. They can, they can use that time for whatever they want, but I just have to be there. But in the afternoon, my job for pickup is as a runner, and I had no idea what that meant. Like, what's <laughs> a runner? What does that mean? And so what that means is When parents start showing up and getting in the three lanes of, of pickup lanes, when, when a student is ready to be picked up, you have to literally walk the student down the lane of cars till they find their parent's car and help them get into the car. And the first, and the first day, this took an hour and a half. And imagine Texas at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon you're walking these little kids down these these three lanes of cars, it is super hot, the sun is way out in the sky, you're walking down this, and you got car exhaust coming on you, it was hot, it was super hot, and it took an hour and a half, and, and our dress code is business professional, which means here I am in my shirt, my tie, my dress shoes, and I know Look, all of you ladies out there, you're gonna like roll my eyes when I say this, but men's dress shoes have a little tiny heel on them, right? We all know our men's dress shoes. They're just a small heel, not a big one, but man, walking down that lane in those heels, just that little tiny men's dress heel, it kicked my ass, (laughs) hour and a half. (laughs) And so so I was like, I can't do that again. So the second day, I showed up, and I brought my sneakers. So I changed into my sneakers. I have my sun hat, which is imagine like your hat with your full brim all the way around that you would wear for hiking. David, I know you like to do some hiking, so you probably have your own sun hat. I had my sunglasses on. I took off my tie, I did the top button. I was like, I'm ready, I'm ready. (laughs) I'm not repeating that mistake from the first day. That second day we cut our time down from an hour and a half to an hour. Come on now. Because now now we all knew what we were doing, right? We were we're getting into it. And by the third day, we had it down to forty five minutes.
0: Good grief. Wow. Wow. I'm just like I'm getting this picture of like you in like this this brimmed hat, your sneakers and stuff. Like did you have like like a like sunblock or whatever like on your nose? With my sunglasses on. I just would have completed the ensemble just
2: having like, <laughs> yeah, like the big white nose with yep. sunglasses <laughs> on it. Just glob
0: that right on. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I don't have to imagine, you know, Texas heat in August. A- at all? No, 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 no. I get it. August is like the worst month. Um, for heat so once you get past August you're good you're good but the problem is you're not gonna feel fall weather like true like what you experience is fall like Midwest fall weather until about November or December
2: yeah like 65 degree nice fall day yeah I'm looking forward to that
0: yeah that won't be till like almost winter I think when we have like offic- when it's officially winter that's when we have fall so something to look forward to something to look forward to I don't know if you knew this. I don't think either one of you knew this, but uh, especially Eric, since we lived in the same town, but uh, um, I went to a charter school. So, um, Grand Blanc um, had uh, Warwick, Warwick Point Academy, um, and they later changed to uh, Woodland Park Academy. So, um, but yeah.
2: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, I went there for eighth grade. Yeah, we moved, uh, so yeah, we moved to Michigan summer of 2000. So yeah, I started eighth grade, uh, fall of 2000, and yeah, went to Warwick Point Academy, which is right there by, um, it's like Saginaw and like Cook Road, I think, something like that. I
2: would imagine it's by the Warwick Hills Golf Course, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: right by just, yeah, Saginaw and Cook, for the most part, but that was an interesting experience, very interesting experience being there. I... uh, David, you played. Did you you played um, a brass instrument in high school, didn't you, or middle school or something, right? No, violin. You played violin, okay. And Eric, you did. You didn't play an instrument at all, did you?
2: Uh, in in sixth and seventh grade, we had to take music class, and I played the saxophone, very terribly.
0: You played the saxophone. I love it.
2: Yeah, I, I was the I was the last seat. I never moved out of the last seat in the saxophone group because I was terrible. Okay. I have no musical talent or ability whatsoever
0: okay well just the fact that you were able to like tongue the reed just right and like make some semblance of a note that's amazing
2: no no I could never I could never get that right that part of it right okay that's why I was always in the last (laughs) scene
0: just just hit the valves let's just see what happens no at um I don't I mean it's been like 20 years I'm not bitter about it at all but um when i was there um yeah here we go ready hot take here hot take time we um when we were there the um i you know i just come from here in texas playing uh trombone in the sixth grade band i skipped seventh grade and um went from sixth grade band to now eighth grade band here at the the academy and um, i don't know what the director's deal was like the music director's deal was but like he always unleashed his, his fury on the trombone section. I don't know what we did to him, but it was just like the most annoying and painful like time in band. And like I, I'm kicking myself for not sticking with it, but like he just made me hate band so much because of like how he treated the trombone section. I, I was I was first, yeah, I was first chair in eighth grade. I'm like, what? Like what? Like what do we do?
2: just doesn't like the sound of the trumpet I
0: guess I don't know maybe he's a trumpet I don't know maybe he just loves trumpets or something he I mean his first love was choir Um, he actually used to uh, conduct um, the U of M Flint choir um, at one point okay so I don't know I don't know how about you David you're being you're being quiet over there letting us chit chat and have our what our stuff you
1: want my contract was only to talk about Star Trek cartoons.
0: Dadgummit, all right.
2: Oh. Wait, wait, you have a contract? No.
0: David? Shh, maybe. I'm paying him in Quiznos.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Uh.
0: Packets of hot sauce. Quiznos, packets of hot sauce. That's that's how he's being paid.
1: Is Quiznos even still Is a Quizno- thing anymore?
0: I don't know. Probably not. Is
2: Quiznos the one where they put it through, like, the oven on the conveyor and you can look in yeah. and you can see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that There was been. one of those in there's one of those in Grand Blanc. I remember that.
0: I don't remember where it was, but oh. yeah you're right.
2: Yeah I remember there's I don't remember where it was either but there was one.
0: Ah. but yeah I'm going to eBay finding old expired packets of Quiznos hot sauce and that's how David's getting paid. <laughs> but he wasn't supposed to say anything. It sounds good <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah there there's not not a ton uh been going on recently you know mainly work and all that good sort of stuff so uh it's been pretty boring it's been pretty boring on the whole no no moves or anything like that so yeah i don't have many stories today
0: yet eric eric came down here i mean
1: yeah I, i don't know about that i mean i do need to uh come down at some point and uh you know, for like a visit i think we were kind of alluding to that a little bit more at the turn of the year um but yeah no i, I definitely need to get down and uh it, it's it's funny uh it's, as i look around it's like well i actually do know quite a few people in different states maybe i should just actually start getting out to see people go. in these different go. states
0: yeah yeah for the um the lord of the rings side of things um we're having another little um gathering here in january and david of course you're welcome eric of course you're welcome too it's less lord of the rings and more just hanging out is really what it boils down to but lord but lord of the rings just ends up being the excuse to get together so probably smoke a brisket have a good time um hang out in the backyard burn some wood stuff like that but um podcast related i'd kind of, i think david and i joked about this on um the beginning part of, like, a book a book review that we were doing um, where I was, like, we should put together, like, um, like a, a TRTV, like, away mission, something or another, and we can call it, like, the final frontier. And we, like, we go to, like, a park or a campground or something. We just camp out and have a good time. And I think I'd, like, I'd message y'all separately about, like, if y'all would be down for something like that. And uh, we can sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat around a campfire. Yeah.
2: Star Trek 5, right? Yeah,
0: buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. That song is so illogical. Life is not a stream. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Yay, I'm back.
0: Yay, welcome back. Welcome back.
2: Yay, I, I just phased out there for a second. Mm. Right, like like Ro Lairn and Jordy in that episode
0: yeah we'll just have to like wait is this an excuse to like shock you back into existence
2: please don't shock me
0: but that'd be but that'd be that
2: oh all right well
0: um but yeah like um going back to like the like the away mission something or another um i think that's something that we're going to start planning i was I i was running that by the admiral by my wife and uh she is um She's okay with, with authorizing something like that. So um, probably looking out probably about a year. Uh, maybe n- not this fall, but probably um, next fall uh, when temperatures a little bit cooler um, in most parts of the country. And uh, we'll, we'll get some stuff uh, planned. And um, we'll, we'll plan on doing something. Whether it's in Texas or it's near Texas, uh, we'll, f- we'll figure something out. But um, something to look forward to. But we have been um, rambling for far too long about nonsensical stuffs. Um, should we talk about Trek? Or do we need to wait another 20 minutes to do that? No, I think can go ahead with it. Okay, right, fine.
2: Oh, yeah, let's get into it. Alright,
0: let's let's get into it. So um, we are now officially in season two of Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, it's my understanding there are going to be ten episodes. This is episode one, Strange energies. Um, we have the we have the cast back, but before we do start our discussion, a uh, couple things. this is not spoiler free. So you have been warned now that we are officially twenty minutes into this and about to actually start the discussion. This is not spoiler free. So pause right now if you haven't watched it or if you just don't care, keep on listening. Uh, but yeah, whenever you're ready, just keep on listening to our discussion of this particular episode. So, um, when, when Lower Decks first came out a year ago, there was like some mixed, um, feelings, mixed opinions of like what, of the show and like how it was going to fit into, um, Star Trek in general. And, um, we actually did not do the weekly, uh, reviews last year. Um, I don't remember what was going on, but we didn't do it. We just did like one big retrospective at the end (laughs) altogether, um, and um some of these episodes um got like some uh, some awards at our award show last January and uh, anyway strange energies uh premiere episode for season 2 um let's just talk kind of kind of generally about about this episode um we we had um mariner and her mom kind of in a pretty decent place um at the end of the first season and now at the beginning of the second season um what y'all just just Tell me what y'all thought about this episode in general. I go ahead, David.
1: <laughs> We're gonna fight it over until we until it all feels right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: no, it 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 um it felt like uh, like it was trying to move at literal warp speed for some reason. Maybe maybe it's just me at the time when I watched it, but it it felt like real, real, real quick. Um, I did chuckle a bit more than I did in the first season, like some of the little, little jokes and everything made me chuckle a little bit more. So that was good. Um, I mean, the show itself, it it looks good. Like there's, you know, nothing, because I don't remember particularly thinking, man, this show looks really good in the last season. Maybe I just didn't think about it. Um, but, uh, well, then, even the premise, though, the, the premise felt like it was kind of stolen from maybe, or, or not stolen, <laughs> influenced uh, by, you know, certain ep- other episodes of Trek and so forth like that. So that, was, that wasn't that was bad. Um, but, yeah, it, I don't know. It, I guess the only thing is, is usually when I... When I watch the first episode of a show, I like to try and get a feel of, like, what the point is of the season, and I I think, and again, this might just be me, but I think most most of the shows that I've gotten in there that I wind up liking usually have something in that first episode that kind of draws the season in. I don't know if I necessarily saw that here, so I don't want to be negative or anything. I mean, it's a cartoon, for God's sake, but still... uh, Yeah, it was just it was it was interesting, but kinda wondering where it's all gonna go.
0: Yeah. Good points. Good points. How about you, Eric?
2: Well, I I had some high expectations for season two based on the way season one ended, right? Season one did not start well in my opinion. In fact, Chase, you mentioned our award show, the the premiere episode season one, episode one was awarded worst episode of all star trek that came out in 2020 right it was pretty pretty terrible that first episode right but by the end of the season like the no small parts was a nominee for best episode of all of star trek that came out last year so it it improved markedly in quality over the first season and so i was looking forward to season one i did have some high expectations season two excuse me i did have some high expectations and this episode was a big letdown for me i i i didn't care for this episode and i feel like this this show is probably just not for me this is not my style of show and and that's fine that's fine like it doesn't have to be made for everybody that's what? fine. Like what? Like it's okay. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean I have to trash it and tell everyone to stop watching it. I just don't know if this show is for me. It's not my style of humor.
0: But um, Eric, but Eric, it's twenty twenty one. We have to trash things and tell people that it sucks.
2: <laughs> I mean, I can <laughs> say things positive about this. I can say that I like the idea that has a more of a a classic TOS, TNG feel in the sense that it's, you know, episode of the week instead of the more serialized things that we've been getting getting lately. And I like that feel of it. It definitely, you know, David, you said, did it steal from or was it inspired by certain other episodes? So it, it does have that sort of feel to it. And I like that. But as far as the humor of it, it's just not my, it's not my it's not for me.
0: It's your not. It's not your uh, cup of tea, Earl Grey hot. Yeah, okay. definitely not. All right. All right. You know, like, I I went into this and I was just like, I'm I'm like not really expecting much because like I wasn't the biggest fan of of lower decks to be completely honest with you, and uh, I remember watching. Um, second contact you know the series premiere last year and I was like what in the world am I watching seriously what is this mess and you know like Eric was saying I had I had like the um, the like high expectations because of how how the first season ended right um, I felt like like Eric said and it, it ended on a, a pretty high note and this one uh, watching um, Strange Energies, the season premiere. I didn't hate it. Doesn't mean I loved it either, um, but I liked it more than I hated it um, for for, the, for an episode. And uh, and and we'll get into that. We'll we'll talk we'll talk more about that and what we liked, what we disliked about this episode here in just a second. But um, two two storylines uh, going on. Uh, we have the away mission and like all the ransom stuff. Um, and then we also have like the Tendy and Rutherford stuff going on. So um, with that, where do you guys want to start? Which which storyline would y'all rather talk about uh, first? Just flip a coin. Sweet. Yeah. I have yeah. a coin.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, let's talk let's talk a little bit about um, let's go reverse order. So Tendy and Rutherford. So the very um, end of, of season one, um, Rutherford um, sustains a major um, injury, very serious injury. Uh, jacks up with his with his implant, um, his cybernetic stuff, and um, his memories are ostensibly gone, lost, you know, terminated, exterminated, whatever. And uh, now he's got this new one and brother man, starting to like pears. First off, who likes pears? Anyone like pears? I like pears. You like pears? everything
2: I don't like them it's it's a better better apple (laughs) no apples are fantastic
0: I actually hate apples
2: (laughs) okay that's just un-american well you know
0: but it's weird like there are certain there are certain cobblers that I like but like I don't like an apple cobbler but I like a dutch apple cobbler figure that one out anyway moving on
1: strange man I'm gonna send you some pears
0: it's like some strange energy right here like talking about these pears and stuff um, anyway so um, he starts liking pears and he's always hated pears and stuff like that um, and like all these other things and like going out on dates with like these people did you do you think like Tendy is like totally hiding like her feelings because like I'm convinced she is
1: that was kind of something in the first season, though, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I there was that episode where that guy was trying to ascend, and she's like, I need everyone to like me. Like, I, I just have this personality, and there are people in the real world that they need everyone to like them. But also, does anyone remember the Enterprise episode where, where the Orion's like, slave girls came onto the ship, and we learned that, hey, it's really the Orion women that give off a pheromone that lets them control all the men. Mm-hmm. Like, f- are the creator of this show, for as big of a fan as he is of Star Trek, does he not know about that episode? Because, like, are-, are we just throwing that episode out and saying that never happened? Does, aren't the Orion women supposed to like just naturally attract people and and make them do whatever they want and yeah, make I, people like them?
0: I was th- I was thinking about that, right? Like this I mean it's it's, a, it's an adult cartoon, but they, like kids like right, kids are watching this, right? So
2: I This mean, is not, not a show for kids. No. Kids it's should not. not be watching this it show. It says no.
0: T V M A for Crying Out Loud whenever you yeah. load the title card. Um but anyway.
2: Like, that's another discuss That's, that's another a- discussion. Another discussion. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like, maybe I'm. Maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he does know, but he's having to get like, like, do like some sidestepping. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. So, and I, I'm. I mean, I just have questions of, like, why Orions, why, why Starfleet in general. I mean, like, I know that we're like further down the timeline. Like, we're in the twenty three eighty somethings right now um, so I mean it's fine 20, actually it is 2380 right when when this is happening that sounds right no idea <laughs> okay well I'm pretty sure it's the 2380s and um, so it could be happening um, where like maybe they, they have been admitted to the Federation admitted to, to Starfleet service or whatever I don't know uh, that's but maybe there's, like, just some wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, sidesteppy kind of pear-eating things going on uh, with with where we are right now. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, like, so she's chasing down Rutherford, doing, like, a bunch of, like, weird stuff, like trying to shoot him with stuff, throw stuff at him, zap him, um, trying to dissect him to make him not like pears, and... Uh, all these other things that are kind of coming up, and I'm like, why? Th- this is, this makes no sense. Like this is just dummerific to me.
1: Yeah, I, w- I agree. I agree. I think I think it's just you know a, sort of an attempt more at comedy than than anything else, and uh, you know plays attempts to play off of the the existing relationship that was kind of from season one Mm -hmm. yeah what was it they were he he was in the mess hall and like she's she has like a little shotgun thing (laughs) she's just spraying goo all over the place because that's totally normal in a in a Starfleet ship you know (laughs) it's fine I'll see you later when you're done getting (laughs) (laughs) gooed.
0: David this is a family show bud
1: 90s Nickelodeon gooed a lot of people,
0: slimed.
2: Yeah, they, they slimed them. That's true. Goo. Has anyone ever been slimed. to the Nickelodeon
0: studios before they tore it down? Uh. Uh-uh. Dude, that no. place was cool. I went there. 1997. That that place was pretty darn cool. Ten-year-old me was there. Loved it. Oh man. But yeah, like, okay. So so the Tendy the Rutherford thing. Um, I mean they're obviously friends, and I think Tendy. Wants there to be something more, but I mean, I don't know. They're 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 best friends. That's fine. Whatever. But like, I mean, what is Tendy's job? Like, she's like she's a science medical officer type, right? Like, she's in the she's in the, the um
2: yeah in sickbay. She's bay. like a medical assistant or something like that. Yeah. She, you know, like maybe a physician's assistant would be the real world parallel.
0: Okay. Cause I mean, we were definitely seeing. I feel like, like, through all of, of um, Lower Decks, the first season, and now, and I realize this is only the, the premiere episode, but, like, why do we have the Cat Doctor? Like, I, I just, it just seems like they're not really even there. I don't know.
2: I, I don't know. All right. Well, Why do, like I feel like we said the same thing on discovery. Why do we have um, an actual me- chief medical officer and not just have it be Dr. Colbert? Mm-hmm. Right? Like what is the purpose of I don't even remember her name at that black woman. I'm sorry, I can't even think of her name. But like the actual chief medical officer. Right. I don't know. I
0: don't know. Yeah. I think I, mean, I think I think the point that we made with discovery at one point though, and I think it was part of the intention was to focus more on like the second in command more so than the captain like it's been like with the formula of Star Trek ever since, right And maybe that's been that was like the thing with you know even the uh, like the Stamets, the Culbers, you know, the Michael Burnhams, right they're all like potentially like the number two in their different departments. Which is weird because Stamets is considered chief engineer, but he's wear, he wears science, a science uniform. Stamets Anyways, is we're not we're not here to talk engineer. about Discovery. We're not here to talk well, about Disco.
1: Yeah, that I don't think that ship had a, a chief engineer.
0: No. Nope. Well, it's if you Reno, if you go it's if, Reno
1: now, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think is it.
0: I don't know, but if you, well if you go to Star Trek and you look at the database, um, you look at Stamets and he's listed as uh, chief engineer. So there you go. Live long and prosper, friends. Live long and prosper. Alright. So uh uh It's ultimate. I mean that that, that, that storyline is like wrapped up pretty tight like or pretty quick. I mean it's 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 a pretty quick storyline for the most part, even though it goes on through the whole episode. Just like I wanted you to like me and like not leave me. I just wanted you to be my friend. That was it. Like, okay, cool. Why don't you just say that?
1: I mean literally it culminated didn't she like run down the hall like with like a knife thing at him or something at the very Mm -hmm. end Mm -hmm. had to put up a force field it's like "Ah, maybe I don't want to be your friend you seem a little bit unstable
0: (laughs) I wonder how many people say that about
1: me (laughs) have you ever just ran uh ran around with like a knife in your hand like running at your friends with it
0: I just knifed eric
1: okay well then yeah never mind perfectly normal
0: <laughs> kidding kidding I did not knife eric do, 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 do.
2: Alright.
0: I knifed Eric. You know, all that talk about force fields and knifing friends. So, no. Eric and I do have a story about um, kids stick fighting. and, And this tree limb just falling out and hitting someone in the eye. Yeah, 2003, JLT Halaka.
2: I'm drawing a blank.
0: Oh,
1: it sounds this like is... one person has a story and the other does not. This <laughs> is
0: awkward. This is awkward. Your your mom your mom was the uh, was the um, uh, health officer or whatever, and the kid poked his eye out had to be rushed to the Lapeer Hospital. All right, I good talk, everyone. That. I don't Good talk. remember that at all. All right, let's let's just strike that from the record. Never happened. Ever ever ever. Um all right, main storyline. So let's 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 talk about that. The other one was just kind of sure. Let's talk about the main one. Um So what do you think about um about Mariner like saying like I want to do a side mission. Like I want to power wash some walls and then all the shenanigans that happen from power washing walls. Hmm. Who knew power washing and cleaning could get you in trouble?
2: Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Yes. Captain Carol Freeman says, Starfleet does not prioritize aesthetics. Is that actually true? Because every Starfleet ship we see looks immaculate. And then Picard said to Rios when he boarded the La Serena for the first time, look at this ship. It is immaculate. It looks amazing, and I can tell just because of the way the ship looks, you are Starfleet to the core.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And I know, Chase, you've said many, many times that the Enterprise looks like the Hilton in space.
0: That's true. I I have. Wall-to-wall carpet. Literally, carpet on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, yeah, like, I mean, like, have you seen their uniforms? Have you seen their star bases? Their ships? Have you seen their shuttlecraft? And how, like, fancy and shiny they are? Don't tell me that you don't prioritize that stuff. I mean, apart from, like, 90 Star Trek, where it's, like, pajamas in space, right? Um, I mean, like, those those, like, Nemesis Grays... I mean, those are pretty fancy. The um, the admiral uniforms. Come on now, all that extra bling on the collar and everywhere else. So yes, Starfleet does prioritize aesthetics. It's just how you look at it from a certain point of view.
2: <clears throat> I don't know. I don't
0: know. No so, response. No response thanks David wow maybe I need to cut you off from those Quiznos hot sauce packets Dang. <laughs> um, but like again I, okay I know so I know this is a comedy and it's supposed to be a comedy it's supposed to be like adult humor and stuff but like if Freeman if Captain Freeman who knows like that it's not a good idea to do the thing that Mariner wants to do why do it like apart from like and, like as a captain no as your mother yes like I just don't get it
1: I don't really remember the first season all that much but I mean I know that they they had the whole reveal of the whole mother daughter thing But was there something towards the end that would be indicative of how this relationship's going now that I'm not remembering? Like, they're trying to, like, I I don't even know if it's please each other. It's more like mother-pleasing daughter, so to speak, thing here. Because she's letting her get away with practically anything at this point. So, like, what, am I misremembering? Is this just, like, something to do in the first episode, or...
2: I think, I think where we left off at the end of last season, and I don't remember particularly like perfectly um, either, but I think that they came to an agreement that they were not going to try and be as antagonistic towards each other. And they were going to try to work on that. And I think Mariner felt that her mother was being too difficult on her and that's why she was acting out, and they decided if I am not so difficult on you, maybe you will act out less. That's what mm-hmm. I remember.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't remember if that was that had to have been no small parts. Like that had to have been the season finale, when when that kind of revelation of sorts happened.
2: Yeah, because I th- I think the idea was when they were being attacked by the pack leads, Carol Freeman said we need someone who's going to be creative in her her ideas to get us out of this. Someone who's maybe not going to follow every Starfleet protocol who can come up with a way to get us out of here. And because Mariner came up with an idea that got them out, they, that's what made them be on this path right now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But still like, I don't know. David accuses me of overthinking whenever I ask Star Wars questions because I'm a I'm a I'm a Trekkie, and I like to have a reason for stuff. But we're in the we're in Trekland, okay? And things gotta make sense, even if it is a dang comedy. I mean, Star Trek has had comedy in it like for friggin' ever, like since day one. It's just very subtle, and like it's it's just uh, I just don't like it. I don't like the fact that. She authorized her to do something that is against Starfleet regs. And we see what happened, and we saw what, how it played out at the very end. But, like, let's just go forward. So, like, where, they, they go down to this planet. Does anyone remember the name of that planet? It's, it's escaping me right now. You know, when I first heard it, I thought I heard it. The um, I, th- I was hearing, um, the um, the planet in generations, or, or the uh, yeah. the um, um, uh, okay. the station in generations. Armagosia. Apargosia. Okay, yeah, not the same thing from generations. No. So, um, which is good because I think that system kind of got blown up, um, just a little bit. Uh, but they go down there and it's this very quaint looking thing, like full of like very highly analytical methodical kind of people that are like all about like accuracy and specificity and stuff like that. And I want to talk about this for a second. Um, was any there ransom, um, ransom and, um, the guy that does a bunch of hero worship with him I don't know his name Um, the older guy with the mustache they're all doing their thing with like the pads and like the uh, resource exchange stuff or whatever and Mariner takes a power washer of sorts over to a wall starts spraying it and then we see like this whale mural we see like these pillars like with these spheres on it that are just kind of showing up and then like stuff starts lighting up and we don't talk about it at all was anyone surprised that there was like not even like a discussion of like any of that besides me
2: yeah like what is this thing what caused it why does this society have no memory that this thing was there yeah maybe that's just a time constraint we're trying to get all of this done in 24 minutes and if we had 48 42 minutes or something right you know an hour with commercials we could have fleshed out this full idea and I think that probably goes to the point that David was talking about at the very beginning that this episode was moving at like warp speed because we mm-hmm. have that time constraint yeah I-
1: that, was, that was my thought on it I, we didn't get any sort of actual explanation as to what what caused it why did washing it make it happen you know did a fine layer of dirt save this planet from like somebody going nuclear I don't know (laughs) and it doesn't seem like we're gonna know either so no. it it seems like they're building the show uh, strictly for the entertainment value the comedic value than the actual size so it's basically slapping Starfleet uniforms on a cartoon comedy really that seems to be like, to me, at least for now and again. I can I can barely remember season one. It's kind of weird.
0: That's okay. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, like, when I, when I saw the whale thing, I was like, is this supposed to be like a throwback to like the whale movie? Is this supposed to be a throwback to Voyage Home or something?
2: Okay, it's definitely supposed to be that and I think that is one of my biggest problems with this show is, yes, Mike McMahon is a big fan of the show, of star trek we get it okay we're all big fans of the show like just casually and randomly dropping a reference to something that happened in a previous episode does not make a good show does not it's not gonna make people interested like oh hey look there's the whale good for you and then there's so many other times with us in even this episode oh let's just randomly mention gary mitchell right did was that necessary we get it. You've seen Where No Man Has Gone Before. So have I. I've seen it a bunch of times, right? In the season one finale, after um, Boimler goes and takes the job on the Titan and Mariner's recording her angry voicemails, she's like, don't make me find an Armist and feed you to him. We get it. You've seen Skin of Evil. We've all seen Skin of Evil, right? Oh, uh, She was like, oh, Ransom one time dated Assault Monster. Yeah, we get it. Get it, you've seen the man trap. Like we've all seen the man trap. You don't have to like just drop these references. That's not gonna make me more interested in this show.
0: Well, even even with the whale thing, like I don't know if um either one of you picked up on it also, but it was very, very brief when uh uh Rutherford's uh love interest or whatever, whoever her name was, um I'm sorry, I'm being like a horrible Star Trek host, but um, I'm, I'm I'm trying to be like David. David and his brother. I mean, I'm trying to be the detail. Like a detail guy. It's all about the details. It's all about the details. That's what we're here for. It's all about the details of these Star Trek shows. Um, I'm failing miserably. Misreplace- I'm going to leave the details up to David because he already owns the moniker of details. So, uh, thanks David. <laughs> no, Um. so anyways... The, the love interest is, like, walking out of, like, whatever the ten-forward, like, lounge area is, right? And basically telling Rutherford, oh, yeah, we're going to be um, on the Cetacean deck or the Cetacean something or another. So, like, once again, the Cetacean Institute, uh, Sausalito, right, Voyage Home. So one more Voyage Home uh, reference in this particular episode. So I don't, did y'all catch that? Yes, I did. Okay. They love whales, apparently, in this episode. I I don't know. I don't know. But, uh... I just... Okay, we we should probably keep going, because like this... again, Like David said, this moves at freaking warp speed, for crying out loud. So, power washing happens, and then, like, light show. Like, disco balls are illuminating. Ransom becomes this, like, godlike figure and ultimately detaches his head and transforms, make people look like him and wreaks havoc on the planet, on people, on the Cerritos. And that's basically it.
2: Yeah, so I have some, I have some, some thoughts here. Um, I was really into this, this, what was happening. Ransom's giant head was floating in space and attacking the Cerritos because Mariner is down on the planet and she is like shoot him, shoot him, shoot him fire phasers, fire torpedoes at him and, and Captain Freeman is up on the ship like no no, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to fire on my friend, I'm not going to shoot him, I'm going to try to talk to him, I'm going to try to talk him down and I'm like that's, that's the Star Trek way let's, let's mm-hmm. talk to him Talk him down. Let's only use um, diplomacy. Violence as a last resort. Right. And and so I was liking that. And it was working for a while. Like she was giving him praise, and he was he was kind of being talked down from the ledge. And I liked that. And I was like, yes, Star Trek is about science and technology and diplomacy. It's not about shooting our way out, which is one of the reasons why I, like I didn't care for Lieutenant Shax in the first season, although. He did make a valiant sacrifice at the end. Right? R.I.P. Shax. He's with the <laughs> prophets. Um, but then, how do we resolve the situation? What is the way in which we finally stop Ransom the God? By kicking him in the balls over and over again? I mean, what is that? Are we 12 years old? Who the. Apparently. Excuse me, but who the hell wrote that? And who the hell thought that was a good idea to have a Star Trek episode with its conflict resolved by kicking someone in the balls over and over again? I mean, what in the absolute hell? I just was like, this is stupid. This is not Star Trek. Who the hell wrote this?
0: Mike McMahon, show creator. Does
2: anybody else have as big of a problem with that as I do?
0: I didn't... Go ahead, David.
2: I think it fit with the tone of what they're doing with
1: the show. But no, I mean, in actuality, if this were like a real show, no, that would be completely ridiculous. But you know, again, it, it just seems to be like kind of low-hanging fruit humor, you know, for, for comed- almost slapsticky at, at points. And it seems to be what they're doing. And, and then to make it track references.
0: You know, mhm.
1: Just kind of what it is. But no, I mean it was dumb.
0: Well, like not only that, but you know they they kick him and then they 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 want to do like the whole Gary Mitchell thing, like drop a rock on him. Drop drop a boulder on him or whatever. And here's the thing that I don't get. I get it's a cartoon. I got to suspend disbelief. But how is he still alive after all like the god goo? Like came up out of his like mouth, his eyes, his orifices in general. Like there's a boulder on the dude now. How is he still alive? That's.
2: I I. Argh. I think that's where we just have to accept that it's a cartoon. Like, oh my god, they killed Kenny, and then he's back in the right. next episode. <laughs> yep yeah.
0: But okay, but can I can I just be that guy for a second? If this is, if this is canon and we have the Riker led Titan. <sighs> that means this stuff, okay, I'm going to sound like a total idiot. This stuff has to have happened in 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 Trek lore. Cuz like this is during the time that Riker is captain of the Titan and he's doing his thing. So that means there had to have been a boulder that fell on a dude and he lived through it. Am I making sense?
2: show is not yeah
0: so anyway as much as I'm kind of like dogging it and like having a bunch of question marks on stuff I did I still did like this better than second contact a year ago for for a season premiere I like this a lot more than second contact so I mean like I mean after this I mean it's just like um, uh, Freeman orders um, Mariner to the brig again and um, they're all talking in the brig and then we get like a little just a quick little shot of, of Boimler on the Titan and they're about to go into like some kind of black hole temporal something some goop it's messing yeah, up with their faces and so, then it, that's so it
2: we need to talk about that briefly I have, I have some Thoughts and some feelings on, on what happened there in that little closing 10, 20 seconds, whatever it was. Sure. Okay. So, Riker, Captain William Riker. I love saying Captain Riker because it Me was too. amazing to see Captain Riker, not just Commander Riker. But, Commander Riker and Captain Riker is a very mm. good Starfleet officer. And Next he's time. A very. On these of the voyages, when he needs to be, okay, and so he 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 what he said some Daniel, weird dumbass thing, like Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. this there's too much composition in this jazz thing or whatever, and I was like,
0: hold on, say that again because we didn't hear any of it,
2: Where did that whole that? thing.
0: Say it all again. We didn't hear say, any of that.
2: Say, say, starting from where?
0: I got to talk about Riker.
2: Oh, okay. I got to talk about Riker. Okay. Love the whole me some, thing. Love me some Captain Will Riker. Yeah. Um, Very serious man. Like, when the situation calls for it, I am going to be very serious because we are in a dangerous situation. And so... The Titan is being attacked by how many ships there at the end? A lot of them. Mm-hmm. And here we see Riker joking, making some... There's too much jazz in this car. I don't know whatever the hell he said, but it was like, why is he making some dumb, weird joke in a super serious situation? That's, that's, I know this is a comedy, but Will Riker is a beloved character and don't you dare mess with my Will Riker. Like, I love how they used Will Riker in the final episode of season one. It fit. And when he said, give us warp in the factor of five, six, seven, eight, it was great because in that situation, it made sense because there was no danger. So he could could be his playful Riker self, which we also know he has that side. But Mm -hmm. when the situation calls for it, he is completely serious. Yeah. I had a problem with that
0: I just didn't get it and like I guess there's just a lot of things about this show that I just don't get I mean I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt but it's just I don't know but yeah like Riker Riker is very much a serious I mean he's a career man we know that he's a career man man I mean he's been like trying to race up Race up the ranks and like get his own ship, you know, for friggin' ever. And now he has it, and you know, doing all this stuff like the the Titan and his captaincy is like a fi- like truly canon now with Star Trek, like past Nemesis. And I'm with you, Eric. Like there, there's got to be some seriousness. I mean, like the the Riker, and I realize it's it's like 19 years. But the Riker we see at the end of Picard Season 1, and the Riker we see at the end of this episode, two totally different Rikers. Mind you, that is almost 20 years, but still, like, who I am now is still pretty much who I was 20 years ago. Like, even as a dumb teenager. So, like, I don't see, like, that much really changing personality-wise. So... I don't know. I'm, I'm, we're we're over analyzing this. We're trying to be the detailed guys in, a, in an adult cartoon for crying out loud. But I don't know, David. What do you think, Bud?
1: Uh, I mean, kind of like I've said already, though. They're they're just they're throwing characters and references into their own formula. So does it make sense from the scope of the actual character? No. Does it make sense from the scope of the show? Yes, because the show. Is trying to be slapstick, insane lightheartedness, um, and and you know its own kind of really quick brand of humor. But um, yeah, as far as just Riker in general, when he when he needs to be, he's going to be on and and serious. Um, but the funny thing is, is, I actually didn't care for that for, for that whole deal the five six seven eight at the uh end of season one i actually thought it was i thought it was hokey you know i i, I get it i understand the the, the joke but i was like it seems awful corny mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? um but just all fitting right. things into a formula
0: all right well let's let's move into um the the review stuff unless y'all have any like burning comments that y'all need to make it so on no okay so uh, we are now at the the review portion of this and remember we have these two review areas um, that we do with these shows now Uh, we have the Delta where we're looking at um, how does it um, uh, line up with um, the different uh, portions of Starfleet you know in terms of like the leadership the command stuff like do we see that at all Coming through, like any science, any operations, any engineering, technical stuff. Um, so, David, let's start with you with your Delta rating of this episode.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this if this type of rating <laughs> yeah. is appropriate for this show because I think every week we're basically. Yeah, I, going I to mean, say, it, nope. it, in all seriousness, serious no. Like, command. I mean,
1: nobody's. There, there's really. There was like you know a hint. With the captain, when he was kind of starting to try and talk our, our godlike entity down, but like then again, you get a kick in the balls. So, and then even the stuff with with um, you know the, the whole mother daughter dynamic. I'm gonna let you kind of do whatever you want type of deal. I mean, it's it, it's not how these things actually work. Um, and then even our, our our other ensigns, like are they actually working? Like what, what, what are, what do they do here aside from eat pears, shoot each other with goo and go out on dates and then chase each other through the corridors with like a plasma knife. So uh, I don't see that there operationally. I mean, I guess the ship runs. So at least that's somewhat there. Um, And then as far as like, you know, sort of any scientific, I mean, that's precisely what we all complained about. I mean, we, we power-washed a mural, turned on some goo machine, but we don't actually know why or how any of this works. So, yeah, it's just, I just don't think the show is necessarily built for that.
0: Okay, well, we'll see. Eric, are you... Are...
2: Yeah, I, I pretty much have in in 100% agreement with everything David <laughs> <right>. just said.
0: <laughs> I mean, I thought, like, the thing that came closest, like not much, like just a, like a little, you know, like, you know, like those little, like those scratch off cards that with the lotto. I thought it was like the leftover residual dust of that, that we got of, of like command, like a little dusting of like lotto card dust of command, just with what we saw with Freeman and like anything that we did have with Freeman. I felt like it just like went away real quick with like, with just some of her decisions that she made. Um, like at the beginning of the episode and even like how she was like responding to um, her admiral husband so yeah there we go well let's let's move into the the number rating then so we do uh, one to ten uh one being this is a dumpster fire worst thing ever ten is like the most amazingest thing ever so um let's start with you eric what do you think of this episode how would you rate it
2: I remember yes. I'm usually the toughest critic here. I usually give the lowest of all the ratings, and I'm, I'm probably going to give the lowest rating here as well. I really, as I said at the beginning, when you asked for just my general opinion on this episode, I don't think the show is for me. I don't think it's meant for people like me. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch it and probably the big the most enjoyment I'm gonna get out of this show is coming and talking with the two of you every week, right? Rather than actually watching the show. <sighs> it's not a dumpster fire. Like second contact. This the series premiere last year was that was a total crap show. Right? And substitute the word crap for like the word <laughs> I really mean there. Um I mean, I'll give it a five. I'm not gonna be overly critical, but I didn't like it. It's not for me. How about
0: you, David?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was able to chuckle a little bit here and there, so I don't, yeah, I don't really want to be like crazy mean about it, but uh, it just didn't really, it didn't really showcase anything. It was just a light-speed story that. There was no explanation, and somebody got kicked in the balls. So, I mean, I'd probably say like maybe like a six four.
0: Okay. Yeah, for me, like I like I said um, earlier on in this conversation that um, I like this a lot more than second contact. I think this is a much stronger uh, season opener uh, than last year, and um, I mean there were there were some things I kind of liked others that I didn't and I think we're kind of like all on the same page um didn't hate it um I liked it more than I hated it um so like for me like I'm probably gonna give it like I think a like a 5.75 like a 6 something like that is kind of like where I'm hanging out like in that area so like I guess a 5.82 how about that just to just to maybe do some quick averaging or whatever that would be I don't know that would actually be a 5.5. 11 divided by 2 would be 5.5. So I'm giving it a higher than what the average would be. There we go. So 5.82 is what I'm rating it.
2: Okay, so... I, yeah. have, I have one question before we finish up here. Boimler is going to end up back on the Cerritos. I mean, I think we're mm-hmm. all just in agreement that that's going to happen, right? So I mean, I don't think the show... I don't think the show can move forward with him not on the Cerritos with you know following you know the adventures of the Cerritos and the adventures of the Titan over or under three and a half by the time Boimler gets back to the Cerritos over or under three and a half like episodes
0: um, I think under. I think he'll be there by the end of episode two. Yep.
2: Oh, you think by the end of next episode?
0: Because you got to think, there's only ten episodes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think if they're going to do it, they might need it.
0: And I think there's going to be. Some I,
1: I, I, I think we're. I think for me, it'd probably be a push. I think probably episode three is more, more than likely what I would probably guess in a ten-episode season. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense to follow both ships. Of course, let me put it to you this way. Let, let's see how, how much we can we can po Eric right now. So so what if, what if we just got off the Cerritos and then just went to the Titan? Then you could have Riker, happy, slapsticky Riker, for the rest of the season. I think not
2: only are you going to P.O.P., <laughs> you're probably going <get> to P.O. <laughs> Chase as well. <laughs>
0: I mean, I, w- I would love to see, like, um, a Titan series. I mean, I think all the fans, like, want a Titan series. But, um, yeah, let's let's not do that in animated form not if we're, if we're gonna do it animated let's not do let's not do a comedy let's just not do a comedy let's do Star Trek the animated series but with the Titan that'd be that'd be fine I'm okay with that so anyway well we're at the end good job gang we're, we're here at the end we made it end of the first episode of this uh, review season that we're in of um, of new Star Trek episodes so yeah next week we have um, episode two Um of this, of this new new season, um, called K his eyes open. Um, so make sure y'all tune in and watch that. And we'll be here next time talking about it. It'll be great. It'll be great. So, um, anyways, what'd y'all think? Um, you've heard what you've heard our opinions. You've heard our thoughts, our grumblings, our praises, whatever form they come in. Uh, what'd y'all think of this episode? Let us know, uh, check us out on trtvpod.com. Send us a comment there about what you thought. Um, there's all sorts of resources and information there at the website, uh, ways to get in contact with us. There's merch, um, ways to support the show. So um, for those of you that do support the show, uh, either by buying merch or by um, being on Patreon or just telling your friends about it. Thank you so much about, uh, for supporting the show, however the heck you do. Uh, if you want to send us an email, trtvpod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice-only transmission, 817-752-4757. And um, remember, there's a three-minute time limit. And if you um, don't keep it to three minutes, well, we're not going to hear it. So all the other rambling you're going to do, just we're not going to hear it. It's it's fine. Um, If you do want to send us something like a goo gun, you can do that. Make sure you get to the Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Adel, Texas 76098. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And as always, as we leave here today, remember to boldly go and make it so.